Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What's a big chain restaurant you've never been to? It's Big Chain Confessional here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back on Monday. And um, I'm going to be gone tomorrow, P to the S. But good news for you listeners, Holly and uh, none other than... Oh my gosh, who is filling in with you? Well, your brain is spectacular <laughs> my today. Brain is so I said Ms. it was Shannon. Friday last Ms. Shannon, hour. Ms. Shannon. Yes, Miss Shannon and I are going to be hosting from noon to three tomorrow because Bradley is going to be gone. Colleen has been gone all week. Everyone is going to be back in the house Monday. All right, back in the house on Monday. You guys are going to have fun on Friday. In the meantime, in between time, let's get back to the question you asked. This all came about because uh, your significant other has never been to Olive Garden, which is a shocking development. And frankly, I think you need to rectify this glaring omission in his uh, palate experience. I think so. So uh, while we're waiting to find out what he thinks of Olive Garden, shall we go to the phones and see what other people have to say on the matter? Yes, please. All right. So Elaine is on the line. I like that name. That's my mom's name. Hey, Elaine. Hey. Your mom has a beautiful name. Right. All right. What's a chain restaurant you've never been to, Elaine? Outback Steakhouse. You've never been to Outback? No, and I really—I don't know if I really have an excuse because I work in Bloomington in like the 494 Penn area, and there's one right over in the shopping mall area. And I've been here for three years. Oh my God, you have no excuse. I've been I'm, there, <laughs> and it's actually—you yeah. know—it actually I went there a couple years ago because, or maybe just last year, because I have a friend who is obsessed. And I hadn't mm-hmm. been for many, many years, and he wanted to go for his birthday. So we went, and we were all like, this is actually really good. Okay, so what should I try? Like, I love everything, so what should I try? I just remember, I, I couldn't tell you anything specifically. I just remember the appetizers were really good, and I had a steak, and I was actually very impressed with my steak. So. Okay. They also have good bread before the meal. Okay. All right, so okay. Elaine, go to Outback and then let us know. I will. You guys have a good day. Thanks. You too, Elaine. Bye. Thanks, Elaine. Bye-bye. All right. We're talking about big chain restaurants you've never been to. Holly, is there a chain restaurant you've never been to? I'm thinking more of the world of fast food. Okay. You know, can like I tell you restaurants? Yeah. the first time I went to White Castle was this year. That is the first time that I had this a... This year was the this first time you've year. ever been to a White Castle? Yeah, well, somebody brought it in for cheat day, and we had a hamburger experience, and that was the first I time... I you did have hamburger. Well, I did, but that was the first time ever. Also, I want to White share Castle. an email from D, and like D, I have never been to Popeye's, and I feel... Uh, I, uh, I know! Uh, 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 uh. 
This is not hard. There's one right on. Well, now they're all over. It used to be that the only one we had was on Lake Street. Now all of the Kentucky Fried Chickens in the metro have turned to Popeyes. I know. With the exception of a a handful. But um, I've never been. There's one down the street from me. Popeyes has the best uh, biscuits. Their biscuits are better than KFC because their biscuits are pre-buttered. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right, let's go to Diane. Diane's on the line. Diane, what's a chain restaurant you've never been to, Diane? Hi, Diane. Diane. Or is this Lori? Hello? Lori? Yes. Hi. Oh, Lori. Sorry, yes. we got your name wrong. What's a oh. chain restaurant you've never been to? Um, Chick-fil-A. You've never been to a Chick-fil-A? Oh, please, Lori, mm-hmm. tell us, have you ever thought about going to Chick-fil-A? Or is yeah, this just, uh, last yeah. week. Last week, but my husband said, do they have beef there? Uh, no. They don't? Do they have salads? They probably do have, like, a chicken salad. I mean, it really is chicken-forward, hence the name. Yeah. So you have to be fine yeah. with that, but I will tell you their chicken sandwiches are very good. Really? Hmm. Yes. I'll have to convince him because he said he was chickened out as a child. So. <laughs> chickened not, out as a child. Yeah, so he's not big into chicken. So All right, I try then. to get him to make it. I try to get him to eat it, but it's really tricky. All right. Well, so. good luck with that. Well, thanks. Have a great day. Right, you thanks, too. Lori. Okay, bye. Um, I grew up with Chick-fil-A, so I've eaten a lot of Chick-fil-A in my life. The only Chick-fil-A that used to be in the Twin Cities was at the U of M Kaufman Union. Okay. The, inside the student union at the University of Minnesota. So that was there for a while, and then it didn't come around for it. I feel like Lori, at least if she grew up in the Twin Cities, she maybe has an excuse about how she hasn't gone to Chick-fil-A yet. Should we go to the uh, back to the phones? If you guys are just joining us here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we're talking about chain restaurants you've never eaten at. I am hard-pressed to... Yeah, what about you, Bradley? The, the only thing I can think of is the Golden Corral. Remember how we made such a stink oh. about Golden Corral because they took over uh, some of the old country buffet places? Right. And I love a buffet. Mm-hmm. I love, love a, a buffet. buffet. Um, we actually attempted to go one evening to the Golden Corral, but so did apparently everybody else that night. So it was, I'm not kidding you, there was a line out the door and down the parking lot. And I was like, okay, so I would like to eat today. <laughs> Therefore, we're going to move along. But um, that's the only one I can think of. Because I, I've lived in enough places to try a lot oh. of different chain restaurants. Right. You've lived a full chain restaurant Should life. Should we go back to the phones? Yeah. All right. Is this Diane? Hey, Diane. Hey. Uh, uh, this is Kirsten. Oh, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Diane, Kirsten's <laughs> tomato, tomato. Close. Sorry, yeah. Kirsten. What, what chain restaurant have you never been to? Taco Bell. Um, oh, wh- what? 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 <laughs> okay. Explain and yourself. I've only been to Taco John's. The only thing I've ever had there is their potato olives. So I don't know if that counts either. How have you <laughs> grown up in the world and never eaten Taco Bell? Well, I'm allergic to tomatoes. Oh. So that's one thing. Is And um, I don't know why my parents never brought us there, but I've never brought my children there either. So they had never had it until they got old enough to have their friends drive them there. Wow. Wow. You, is this something like you would be willing to do? Because I feel like you could just go this weekend and have your experience. Well, the problem is I don't trust. I'm allergic to tomatoes and I get like food poisoning from oh. it. So I would throw up for days. If okay, I, never you know, mind. Yeah, don't listen and to Bradley. So I don't trust. 
trust I don't trust that they'll really get it. Like no tomatoes at all, no cross contamination that can't touch tomatoes. And so I just have never trusted that they would really take me seriously enough to give me something without tomatoes. Wow. Okay, well, that's a fair point and I don't want you to get sick. So <laughs> I'm uh well, thank you. fingers crossed and um thanks for sharing. Yes, thanks Kirsten. <gasps> thanks Kirsten. Bradley. What? I've never been to Taco John's. You've never been to Taco John's? I have never been to Taco John's. I didn't even think about Taco John's. That's how much I've never been to Taco John's is that it didn't even come up as a possibility in my mind when you asked me this question. (gasps) I'm sorry. That's so random. I know. It's actually, it's really good. You know, I I can understand not making certain regional chains like, you know, I've never been to In-N-Out Burger. That's one. Mm -hmm. But I mean... I've been in L.A. all but twice in my life. Yeah. So. You have an excuse. I kind of feel like I do have an excuse. Oh, well, we'll get Chip to uh, Olive Garden and maybe he'll give us a full review of his experience. Let's uh, let our listener be the last word. Is this Chris? We'll go right back to the phones. We're talking about chain restaurants you've never been to. Hey, is this Chris? Yep. All right. What chain restaurant have you never been to, Chris? Red Lobster and Outback Steakhouse. Wow. Chris. How old are you? I am 42. 42 and you've never been to a Red Lobster? Yeah, I guess you can blame my parents for my upbringing. It was, it was below them, so... Oh, oh, they were real f- red lobster. They were real fancy. They're like, oh, we don't they go were. to. But they took us. I don't. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, so but we were able. We were able to go to Brown's Chicken. I don't know if you remember that. No. No. So that was kind of like the knockoff or kind of competition for um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah. Uh, I've actually never had Kentucky Fried Chicken named to name that one. Too. What? I feel like we need to just... Sheltered. What can I Chris, say? we need to make you a bingo card with all of these restaurants. You need to fill it up, and then we'll give you a prize, which will be respect. Yeah, no, that's. The, I was going to say, that's the only prize we can <laughs> yeah, afford is sorry. our own respect, budget, which actually doesn't tight. amount to much of anything, Chris. But um, I feel like at some point before you leave this planet, you you need to go through the doors of a Red Lobster. Okay, okay. I could, uh, I'll take that challenge. Three words, Chris. Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Yeah, the biscuits are That's amazing. That's what I've heard on this radio station is that, yeah, the biscuits are the way to go. All right. Well, if you ever do make it to Red Lobster, will you call us back? Sure. Will All do. Right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Later. Yep. And thanks to everybody who called and uh, answered Holly's question. The big chain restaurant you've never been to. All right. When we come back, oh, my God. Scientists believe they now know. Why the Bermuda Triangle is a big black hole for ships and seamen alike. And we'll tell you why when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Well, we now know the secret to the Bermuda Triangle. It's true. I'll tell you that secret in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts today. Colleen will be back on Monday. And uh, it's true. I think we can finally say we know why the Bermuda Triangle has been disappearing things, Holly. What? Why? Because. Because. There we go. This is amazing, Bradley. The Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Triangle. That lovely, uh, you know, as you 
as we grew up, we were often confronted with these stories about the Bermuda Triangle where right. planes would disappear and, and ships would, dis- would disappear. Aren't there movies would, about that? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you gave me a map. I could really tell you where the Bermuda Triangle is without it's having read an article about it. by Bermuda. You'd think, right? But uh-huh. it's kind of like in between. Anyway. Moral of story is scientists believe they've found or solved the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. And it's not UFOs. It's not sea monsters. The thing that's disappearing, everybody. Wind? Rogue waves. Ooh, well, that's boring. No, it's actually not. Listen to this. So um, this this, uh, program that aired on Britain's Channel 5 with the help of scientists, it's called the Bermuda Triangle Enigma. They took these scientists and they were like, hey, actually, we think it has to do with these rogue waves. So here's the deal. They have these storms and they go from south to north and come together. And uh, if there are some additional ones coming out of Florida, all of these things combine to create what are called rogue waves. And these rogue waves ain't nothing. Mm. Ain't n- nothing. <laughs> they can re- I was like, wait a minute, is that a double negative? They ain't not nothing. That's triple. Anyway, um, these rogue waves can reach 100 feet. Oh, my gosh. It's like you mean that the Bermuda Triangle, Bradley, is like the Poseidon adventure. Well, and even worse, because uh, 100 Ah. feet tall would be on par with the largest wave ever recorded, which was about a 100 foot tsunami that was triggered by an earthquake. So they took some they did these simulations um, with models of. You know, ships that were have been lost at sea. One of them is called the USS Cyclops. That sounds kind of creepy, doesn't it? But this was in 1918. uh, The USS Cyclops disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. And uh, with these models uh, or these simulations that the scientists did, they found it was very likely that a design flaw plus rogue waves would have led to that ship disappearing. So they believe that this is also the excuse for other things. I mean, if, you know, if you're flying low. That the wave crashes into your plane and then the plane goes down. Exactly. Oh, scary. Yeah. So rogue waves, Bermuda Triangle, mystery solved. (sighs) That's one to cross off the list. I'm I'm disappointed. Why? Because I was hoping it was aliens. I know. or, Or a vortex into another dimension. Also, can we just marvel at the fact that we lived in a world where um, we had mysteries like this? So um, I I just think like growing up, we had like what? Uh, The Bermuda Triangle. What else? What other um, like enigmatic things that we tried to explain? Phenomena that we tried to explain. Well, what about something like Area 51? Yeah. Out in the desert, mysterious uh, military base that houses all of the alien secrets. Alien. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And secrets or, you know, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. The good thing is, Bradley, is Bigfoot, the Loch Ness. The Lost City of Atlantis. Those things are still part of our imagination. They are, but don't they seem kind of trite now, like compared to the actual mysteries that are going on in the world? Like, do we live in a multiverse? You know, are ghosts really just time travelers from the future disguised as old people to look like ghosts so that we all don't realize that time travelers exist, but they just can't be seen because they have this invisible cloaking technology? Yeah, something like that. It's a long story. (laughs) It's a long story. We don't have time to talk about it. But there's always room for mythological creatures. What about Chupacabra? That's not... But isn't that real? Isn't the Chupacabra real? It's like a real thing. Isn't it? I think as much as Bigfoot is real. Really? Yeah. Or, you know, people say that they see a chupacabra and it might just be another wildlife creature out there. Okay. It does say that it's a legendary creature. So that way you're on the side of not being The Jersey Devil. We should ask Donna Valentine about that. Does she know about that? Maybe. I mean, she is from New Jersey, right? But what I'm, I'm stuck on the fact that there is a real life Poseidon adventure happening. That movie scared the crap out of me when I was little, when the cruise ship flips upside down as a result of crashing into a giant wave, and then the lady crashes into the stained glass ceiling. Oh, oh crash. Actually, it's, um, isn't it like, because it's an old couple, right? Aren't they like eating dinner? I just remember an old couple eating dinner and... And then, um, are you thinking about Shelly Winters? No, not Shelly Winters. Oh, maybe it is Shelly Winters. Well, yeah. She doesn't crash. Her and husband fall. dies, though, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Spoiler 1972. alert. <laughs> 1972. Fine <laughs> adventure. Uh, Spoiler alert. The ship goes upside down. So, what I'm saying is that I am not comforted at the fact that science has solved the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. In fact, I'm more disturbed than ever because the Poseidon adventure could now become a real thing and that there are 100 foot waves that could crash into my vessel and then the ship flips upside down and then I crash and then there's no Gene Hackman to save me. Yeah. Something tells me um, being in a rogue wave would not be as theatrical as the Poseidon Adventure. Um, Also, I can't think of anything more terrifying than a 100-foot rogue wave. I mean, I have gotten sick on, you know, like a six-inch wave, so I feel like that would make you I get motion sickness from the Ladybug Express in the mall. When we come back, Lord and Lady D-Bag, celebrities behaving badly. We will dissect. We will um, call them names. And we will crown them Lord and Lady D-Bag when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Celebrities earned the title Lord and Lady D-Bag today. We're about to find out here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live and doing everything entertainment style right here at mytalk1071.com. Joining me today is, of course, Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back on Monday. I'm Bradley Trainer. Now, let's get right to the D-Bag, shall we? Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, look at this. Jack Osborne is my D-Bag today, Holly. Really? Why, you ask? Why? Well, uh, he got physical. With his wife's new boyfriend. And I don't mean 
like uh, Olivia Newton-John physical. No, not working out. Oh, yeah, we can dance if oh, you want, I'm Justin. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, not the like, hey, working that out, kind of getting physical. getting swole together. Jack Osborne punched his estranged wife's I... boyfriend in the head. Ooh, not a good look. Not a good look, Jack. <sighs> okay, so they filed, well, actually, she, that is Lisa, his now estranged wife, Filed for divorce in May, just months after their third child, Minnie, was born. And TMZ is reporting that police were called on Jack after he punched uh, his estranged wife's new boyfriend in the head. They were apparently at the the home, her home, and uh, the boyfriend apparently has not pressed charges. However, Jack did prove uncooperative with police, mm. which is usually not a good thing. That's unfortunate. Why would you do that? Because you're Nobody's, mad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if no, but just you're an adult. This is why he's your Lord D bag of the day, Bradley. You're 32 years old. It's time to mm, not beat up your wife's new man. Not hit people. Yeah, yeah I feel like he was. And if you can't be in a room with somebody without beating them in the head, maybe you just shouldn't be in the room with him. You're, Bradley, you're talking like a wise person who is an adult. Oh, thank you. I mean, I am those things. <laughs> I I'm at least an adult. I don't know about the wise. But. Oh, yeah. Well, that is true. You did, We did spend a part of the afternoon the other day making uh, various fart noises and puke noises it's on an true. app. It's very it's true. true. Maturity. Not really. Dignity. Anyway, um, so Jack Osborne, Lord D-Bag mm. today. Well, hopefully he doesn't punch anybody else. Bradley, I've got a big lady D-Bag. Big lady D-bag today. A big lady D-bag. Who is yeah, this one? Wonders? Now, one can argue that maybe she's not being a D-bag, but this goes back to uh, some topics that we talked about earlier this year, all stemming from events that happened in 2017. Okay. And I'm talking about Carrie Underwood today. Oh, yes. what's going on with Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood is on the latest cover of Red Book Magazine. Okay. And she's talking about uh, a lot that happened to her. In recent years, specifically in 2017, she told Red Book magazine a lot happened in 2017 during my off year. She said there was always so much to do, but it was also a very soul searching year for me. Here's what Carrie Underwood goes on to say about her 2017. She says there were some personal things that happened and I had the accident and all of that to get through and just life. Life is full of ups and downs. And I might have had a few more downs than ups last year. Okay, that's really interesting because listeners may not remember, but we do certainly because we've talked about it at length. When it comes to Carrie Underwood, there was this whole period of time where, you know, she references that accident, which left her with a facial injury. Allegedly, I still can't recognize it on her face. Uh huh. Um, but there was a blind item at the time that suggested Perhaps there was some domestic abuse mm-hmm. or some uh, drunkenness, perhaps. Like there were yeah. a number of options. But anyway, that it, so the quote, there were some personal things that happened. Yeah. That seems unnecessarily vague. It's total vague booking in real life, meaning that you're writing about something uh, that you want people to know about and you want them to speculate, but then you're not actually addressing what happened directly. Yeah. You're being really vague and really passive about it. And oh, that's why Carrie Underwood is my D-bag of the day because she brings it up again, but yet she says something, but nothing at all at the same time. 
Well, and she took a she took a picture right after um, she allegedly had an injury of her face, like all wrapped up, and um, she just acted like that was such a big deal. And I'm like, is it, one of two things: either what are you hiding for real, mm-hmm. or is your confidence so thin that you can't deal with like a, a seemingly um, insignificant wound on your face? Well, I mean, it's not like she had a giant six inch scar across her cheek well she was being deliberately mysterious about it and she said that she had big news to talk about and that she would talk about it when she's ready now the we the excuse or the what she said happened when she fell on her porch was that she tripped over a dog leash ultimately she revealed that earlier this year that the reason that she had that big gash on her face is because she just innocently tripped over a dog leash and it happens and that she was really embarrassed about it now that to me doesn't speak to when I'm ready to talk about it, I'm going to come and I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm that's... so upset that I tripped over my dog leash. Now, you and I or most people would be like, oh, my gosh, can't believe how klutzy I was. I tripped over my dog leash and now look at my face. It's awful. I'm in a lot of pain. This is embarrassing. But you know what? Life happens. Well, and she says in this Red Book uh, interview, anytime someone gets injured, it looks pretty bad at the beginning. And you're like, what is this going to wind up like? You just don't know. It's also a perception thing because I look at myself and I see it quite a bit, but other people are like, I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, because none of us notice it. Uh, She says, nobody else looks at you as much as you think you do. Nobody notices you as much as you think they will. So that's been nice to learn. So it's perpetuating this really confusing narrative. Yeah. And of her scars, she told Red Book, I see it quite a bit. Well... I don't, nobody else sees scars. Like, in fact, the picture, I mean, I guess they could have airbrushed it all out. Yeah, Photoshop. But, um. Yeah, it's just. She just seems like, like she was the victim of nothing. That's the weird thing. Like, I had a really hard 2017 because I got a scratch on my face. But that's what I mean, Bradley, is that Carrie Underwood is feeding into this vague narrative about what was happening in her life. We still don't know. And she's presenting it. Oh, it was really hard. But then. She's not willing to actually sit down and talk about it. Now, if you didn't want to talk about it, you just wouldn't talk about it, period. Sometimes we all go through hard periods in our life, and and sometimes we keep that pain private, and that's totally okay. But if I'm going to come on the air and I'm going to tell you, oh, Bradley, I'm just having a really hard time today, and I'm just, you know, uh, there's a lot of pain. Naturally, maybe, you would ask me about it. Oh, I just, I don't want to talk about it right now, well, but I'm just going through a lot of pain. It's interesting that you say that. So again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Lord and Lady D-Bag today, and Holly's D-Bag was Carrie Underwood. It's mm-hmm. interesting, you know, that whole notion of like, you say you're going to talk about it, and then you don't talk about it, and you just are basically talking about, talking about not talking about it. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. like this weird meta experience. It There's is. also, there was an article I read earlier today from about Johnny Mathis. It was an interview with Johnny Mathis. I know. Go with me. <laughs> But he, but here's the headline. Johnny Mathis, the voice of the 50s, was always ahead of his time, and now he's ready to talk about it. And and they give you the indication that basically, you know, because Johnny Mathis, gay, a lot of people uh, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He was outed in the 80s, um, and I, had, I didn't really, I don't know that I ever knew, but if I did, I had forgotten that uh, that came out publicly in like 1982. Um and he, it was unintentional at that point, but it, you know, that information came out. 
But this article sort of teases that, like, Johnny Mathis is going to talk about all the things he's never talked about. And when you read the article, he's it's like two lines. Like, yeah, so I did never really talk about it and stuff. And you're like, okay, it, but you're not talking about it. You're, you're just talking, talking about, about not, not talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Oh, so that's kind of what so the Carrie maybe, Underwood story reminds me of. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It's just, it's teasing you and it's, we're ready to listen when you have something to say. Yep. And it's your prerogative whether or not you even want to address your personal life or not. But when you put it out there that you're not talking about it and you're being vague exactly, it goes into that layer meta experience. And Getting attention for not talking about something ver- yes. uh, as compared to Getting attention for talking about something, those are both similar behaviors. Correct. So, not, but there's this notion that not talking about it is somehow preferable or somehow more virtuous, perhaps. Perhaps. Like, I'm going to talk about not talking about it mm, because I'm better than that. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe just Scary. talk about it. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for that tea bag. Now, Hey, when we come back, you guys, we've been doing this, oh, for the last, what, ever. Um, (laughs) Reboot or get the boot. That is a TV show, a movie uh, experience that is trying to make a comeback. We uh, have a new one. Holly's going to share it with us when we come back. Reboot or get the boot. Find out what TV show is trying to make a comeback when we come back right here on My Talk 105. An alien who eats cats. Is that the plot for a winning television series? Well, it once was. Can it be again? We'll find out in just a moment. Thanks for joining us here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts, and uh, we are wrapping up this hour with another installment of a little thing we like to call Reboot or Get the Boot. Reboot or Get the Boot. Holly, what are we rebooting or getting the booting? Oh, Bradley, you brought this to my attention as the show ended yesterday. We are either rebooting or booting Alf. 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 Alien life form. That lovable uh, Harry uh, Melmackian, if Mm, I remember correctly, who was from Melmac. Yeah. And he crash landed into the suburbs. Yep. Uh, and took up residence with a delightful suburban family, the Tanner family. Hijinks ensued. What do we know about a possible reboot that might just be in the works, or at least under consideration? Well, it's under consideration. It's being developed by Warner Brothers Television. They're developing the reboot of ALF. That means that they're getting people together in a room and possibly paying them to make ideas for the reboot of ALF. Doesn't mean that this is actually happening, but word on the street, according to Variety.com, is that one idea has reportedly been discussed for the reboot, and it would involve ALF emerging from Area 51, where he has been held captive since the original series finale, And then he observes how much the world has changed since that time. Okay, I don't remember the series finale of ALF. I don't either. Am I uh, right to believe that he was taken to Area 51? And that's presumably why they're going to take the the new series from that moment? I guess so. I quite honestly don't remember the series finale as well as you. Um, Well, let me ask you, what is your gut reaction to um, an ALF reboot? Why on earth or on Melmac would you want to make 
an ALF reboot. Stop it. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. ALF, I, I remember I used to love watching ALF. Like, ALF was a great TV show. And and sort of that whole thing of, like, ALF could never be, you know, um, seen by other people. So there was always that sort of tension there of, like, is he going to, you know, will the neighbors see ALF? Will he remain incognito? Will right. he be discovered and taken away? I just wonder if in this day and age that that premise or that tension. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. ...is enough to propel a show. Also, he was a very cantankerous, sort of like Archie Bunker character. Like, people probably don't remember, but... Alf was just sort of, he was always the curmudgeon. Yeah, right? he was around the house wearing Hawaiian shirts, sassing off and about would, this and that. He was kind of like a Andy Rooney character. You know, like, hey, what's with the grass on the front, uh, on the lawn? I mean, what's the deal what's with What's the humans? deal with grass? Yeah, see, he was kind of a mix of Archie Bunker, Andy Rooney, and Seinfeld. Yeah. And again, I don't know if, you know, maybe maybe, how about this? How about we do what is being done all over the place. Yeah, let's do it. What? Turn Alf into a girl. <laughs> or maybe Alf's like lady friend comes from Melmac. Could be. I don't know. I, the only way that I would be uh, half interested, because here's the first thing. The first thing I would want to know is, is it going to be shot and will it look similar? Like, will they go back? Will he go back and live with the Tanners? Is he going to live in the world of a multi-camera sitcom? Yeah. Uh, or will it be like a one camera deal, which just doesn't, you know, like the Muppets. I don't think that that'll fly. Isn't it disturbing? Bradley side note before we continue on with Alf. Isn't it disturbing whenever you see a Muppet's feet? Yes. Like when you see Miss Piggy and and Kermit in full form and they're walking, it is very disturbing. And it used to be that you don't, you wouldn't often see them in full form walking around much. No, you wouldn't, but they would do the special effects shot and then you'd see them walking and then it was really just, oh, okay. Anyways, Um, continue, Alf. The other rule I would have for a potential (laughs) Alf comeback, again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Reboot, Get the Boot on Alf, um, that lovely 90s TV show, um, is if they had Paul Fusco, the guy who was inside Alf. The creator of Alf. The creator of Alf. If they No, he wasn't inside of Alf, but he was He was the puppeteer. He was the puppeteer. He yeah. had his They hand did up have Alf. long shots where they would have somebody inside a suit, but it wasn't him, but they also most of it was shot as a puppet and Paul was the one manipulating the movements. Well, that's and abs- the voice. Yeah, absolutely essential because I feel like the voice of Alf is so distinct and such a part of that character. And I say heck no to the Alf reboot as somebody like you, Bradley, who adored the original series. I was even Alf for Halloween one year wearing the plastic sheet that said Alf on the front with the plastic mask. And I picked that outfit out of my my own free will as a small child. So I loved Alf. I even loved the animated series. Yes, there is an Alf cartoon. It was on for two seasons on NBC Saturday mornings. Go look it up on Wikipedia. And actually, I said Alf was a 90s series. It really was an 80s series. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm just looking back, and I didn't realize it was that far uh, away. It was 1986. It ran for four seasons, so that means it, it means it round 
That means it rounded out uh, the 80s. Yeah, just before getting into must-see TV land with, yeah. uh, with Seinfeld and all of that stuff. God, I'm telling you kids, you kids, you don't know what you miss. Oh. But from like 1985, 1984 to 1989, 90-ish, that is like, that is some real good TV. That is the golden age. That's like the golden age. age of sitcoms, right? Yes, absolutely. So that Alf, being the golden, golden girls. Golden girls. I'm not comparing the two. Emptiness. NBC was on fire. But that being said, since Alf came from the golden age of sitcoms on NBC, I think it's just best to go and revisit the old episodes of Alf rather than put Alf in a new scenario in the in 2018. I feel like I don't need his witty observations and wisecracks about what's happening in the world right now. Yeah, I don't. I, I just I think it would be cute. But I don't think it would necessarily be compelling television, which means that it's not going to last beyond a few episodes. I mean, if they want to do some kind of, you know, limited run where they bring back for eight episodes and try it out. A made for sure. Movie. But I just have a really hard time believing that, it, you know, watch it's going right. to end up being like an amazing series. But so, I, I kind of feel like it doesn't need to reboot. Therefore, I think it should probably get the boot. Yeah. What do you think? I think that the elf. Alf itself should get the boot. Bye, Alf. Don't come back. We'll watch you in reruns, which is an interesting question because where can you watch Alf reruns? I'm almost positive you can watch them on YouTube, probably just like all TV shows that have gone uh, to TV heaven. Heaven. Um, we, in fact, I know we did Alf as part of our Rewind Nevermind segment. Colleen and I used to do this segment called Rewind Nevermind, which we keep threatening to bring back at some point because it was such a fun segment where we would watch an episode of an old show and then talk about whether or not it deserved to rewind or never mind. And um, we learned so much about Alf and what was going on behind the scenes. Little known fact, Alf was actually like fraught with drama. There's a whole movie about that that stars Ben Stiller. And there it's a movie that was made uh, based on a book by a guy who worked on the show Alf. I'm going to find the name of the movie for you. Yeah, I know what you're what you're talking about because there. What people don't understand is that the cast all really despised one another. It's called Flirting with Disaster. No, maybe no. Sorry, that's David O. Russell. Hold on a second. You'll Permanent Midnight is the name of the movie. That is a movie based on the behind the scenes of Alf, and it's pretty dark. So go and check that out. 1998 Ben Stiller if you want to get a better idea of what it actually was like working on Elf. And the dad from Elf too. Oh, he's yeah, well, had some hard times. The, the the entire cast was sort of at each other's throats. The woman who played the mom, I think there was an interview um, where she talks about this. And, and you just learn that like it was and that really sort of changed the way we felt about the series after we read all of that. Then you just watch it and you're like, oh, oh. that doesn't really Oh, this is not well. lighthearted. This is just not a guy, a, a puppet trying to eat a cat. Yep. <sighs> okay. All right. Hey, when we come back, speaking of cats, this is actually the antithesis of Alf because, of course, Alf loved to eat cats. When we come back, we have somebody who loves to save cats, a superhero in his own right. His name is Jackson Galaxy. You know him from TV. Uh, he's been a guest on our show. He has his own show called My Cat from Hell. We're going to talk to Justin Galaxy about a really cool event he's involved with. And uh, we'll just catch up on what he's doing when we come back right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071.
My Talk 1071. Everything. You slime eating dogs, you scum sucking pigs, you sons of a motherless goat. Entertainment.